Hey, you know what? This episode is brought to you by lynda.com. It's an online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com forward slash WT. lynda.com is for problem solvers, for the curious, for people who want to make things happen, for people who enjoy hamburgers, for people who don't enjoy hamburgers. It's kind of for everybody. There are lots of courses that you can check out, and here are two that I recommended, and I realize maybe they're a little strange. Textured Type Techniques. Learn three analog techniques for creating textured topography. Hand cut type, transfer textured type, and type with a chalky or hand-drawn look. Here's another one, and this one may be more useful for the average person. Pixel Playground. You can take a 10-minute recess every week and join the host, Bert Monroy, for a fun, self-contained project in Photoshop or Illustrator. Your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. I, then I want you to visit lynda.com forward slash WT and sign up for a free 10-day trial. That's lynda.com slash WT. Okay, so this is a little embarrassing. Um, the gist of it is I wrote a screenplay, an original screenplay, um, entirely in emoji. Do, do you have a lot of free time? No, no. So what what had happened was uh, I was on a train from New York to D.C. and there just wasn't a lot of Wi-Fi. Like the connection's never good. Uh, and I just wanted to challenge myself. I've seen things like emoji dick, you know, emoji Shakespeare and all these things have a point of reference. So if Emoji it, dick is uh, a reference to Moby Dick, correct? It's not just like a giant phallus. Yeah, sure. That, that one too. It's just okay. all eggplants. Yeah, so I was like, but those all have frames of reference. Could you do an original screenplay? Uh, and so basically what I was doing is kind of like using all the emojis that you have on the iPhone. Uh, there's a lot of flags in the world. So I basically made it an international caper slash romantic love triangle thing. Uh, these three people, two guys and a girl, um, and it starts out in France. French flag, uh, little bank symbol. I think it has BK on it. Three people go into a bank and they rob it. So three people, gun, bank, bang, bang, uh, money bags, flying money bags, flying money bags with wings. The fly back airplane to America. Uh, two of the people hook up. So just like parentheses and plus signs and all that. One of the people gets jealous. He got mad. Um, he proposed another heist. Uh, it was like a bracket for thought bubbles. Money bag, money bag, money bag. They all agree. They fly airplane to Tokyo. They get to the bank. Gun, bank. Uh, no bangs because cops show up. Bang, bang. The lover is dead. Skull face, sad woman, or woman, parentheses, sad face. He consoles her. I don't remember how the rest of it goes. I've actually, I've lost, I kind of thankfully have lost this, uh, this note since then. And the other problem was I, I tried to uh, I tried to read it later and just I could not make sense of it. It took me like a week of like kind of like understanding hieroglyphics to get this thing back. You know how I feel after hearing this? Um, Blessed. Oh. Blessed emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a new episode of What's Tech, a podcast from TheVerge.com. If you've never heard the show before, What's Tech answers that question. What is technology, especially in a time when everything kind of feels like technology? I am your host, Christopher Thomas Plant, and I'm also sick because I went to a video game conference and it's impossible to leave without catching something that clogs your nose. 
<sighs> I'm joined today by my friend, my colleague, my guest, Ross Miller, and he's going to tell me about emojis. Namely, what are emojis? We'll kick it off right there, Ross. I like that, but first and foremost, you used your full name. Am I supposed to use my full name? You know, I don't know why I do that. I have a lot of trouble saying just Chris Plant. I think it's too monosyllabic. Okay. Well, introducing myself as Ross Aloysius Miller. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the sexiest name in TheVerge.com. I really want to talk about your standards after we record this. Anyway, let's, let's, get, in, let's get into this. Uh, okay, so in the literal sense, emoji is a Japanese word that means pictograph. Uh, e is picture and character is moji. Um, in practice, that's more of a it's, a, it's a large set of little cartoons that you would find on your phone, your desktop. Uh, they're like, you know, those sets of smiley face, of food, of various objects, the little cartoon icons. Uh, and what's interesting is when you send an emoji, you're not actually sending that image. Uh, you're actually sending a little bit of code uh, that's being universally kind of decided that it should mean unicorn or burrito or poop. Uh, and then each platform kind of has their own drawing, their own take on that. And that's kind of how we're talking. We're talking through code. And the platform itself decides this is what that code looks like. Uh, so I, I'm a 90s kid. I guess I was born in the 80s, but whatever. And I used ASCII on AOL.com message boards where you could like make images with the you know symbols and text on your keyboard. How is this different than that? Uh, so the way this is different is it's instead of trying to form characters using multiple pieces of pre-existing text, like a colon and dash and parentheses for a smiley face. Um, this is actually a preset icon or cartoon um, that is also being sent through code, but it's one singular code. You know, like a 1F, U, whatever, that's going to be your dancing lady. Um, so this is a little, yeah, so this is a little bit different. It's a self-contained cartoon icon uh, as determined by the Unicode Consortium. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, that it can also uh, express the same emotion, but in just a, a quicker way. So um, basically, you send a, like I send you a code word, and if your phone is emoji ready, yes, it sees that code word and it's like, oh, you mean eggplant, and it makes the eggplant appear. Right, and it has you know it has its own sketch for what an eggplant looks like. When when was the first emoji created? Uh, it's largely, okay, so the first emoji is usually credited in the late 90s uh, uh, by a man named, uh, I'm going to get this wrong, sorry, by a man named Shigetaka Kurita. Uh, he's often credited as the inventor of the emoji. He worked at uh, NTT Docomo, which is a huge Japanese carrier, uh, and he was on a team that made iMode. iMode is this tens of million popular, even still today, feature phone platform. Uh, so what they were doing was they were trying to figure out a way to get people to start texting on the feature phone, it's obviously a little harder to thumb than it is to write. So Kirata used these very simple kind of emotional pixels, emojis, as he called them, uh, to help uh, denote emotion and connotation so people could like be a little more fast and loose with their messaging. Uh, and the original group was 176 12 pixel by 12 pixel images, which is incredibly small. And if you look at back at kind of the original ones, it really is hard to tell what some of these are. I think the smiley face was a rectangle and two little brackets. Maybe. Uh, and yeah, so that was that was kind of the beginning. And because they couldn't get the patent on emojis, that led to other carriers being able to do the same thing. Only problem was they didn't actually have the same code. So it was, the idea was still the same. It would send a little bit of like of a coded message. The feature phone would know, oh, I need to present and show the airplane or the train or something like that. But 
all the other carriers, AU, Docomo, uh, what is now SoftBank, they had their own different codes. And maybe a thumbs up from SoftBank would be translated as a thumbs down for AU. It really wasn't until 2005, it's that, that recent, that they actually started to combine and become a standard of like these codes, this emoji will look right on this other, like, other phone. Now, am I crazy to think because of the uh, origins, uh, the, the Japanese origins, that Japanese culture is maybe better represented in emoji than other cultures? I think it's very fair to say that. And especially if you look at like, you know, some of the variety of food is way more Asian focused. And a lot of the updates we're seeing is to more American food. The smiling poop emoji uh, is kind of reminiscent of Dr. Uh, Dr. Slump, who is a cartoon poop in Japan. Sure. Uh, and the Unicode themselves, the consortium, like to note out that the emoji for bank typically has BK written on it. Uh, the secondary meaning of that is actually uh, slang for evading responsibility. So if someone puts a, if two Japanese people who know the language very well are sending a BK emoji, it might just mean you're lazy. <laughs> so uh, how did this become popular in the United States? Because, I mean, if this started in the 1990s and it had been so dominant in Japan, what, what got it over here? Honestly, it's smartphones. I think it's the, this gradual process to standardization around just a few platforms. Uh, Gmail was maybe one of the first ones to get it because uh, they wanted to court the Japanese audience. They got that in about 2008. The, Unicor- the Unicode Consortium uh, first approved a standard in 2010. Uh, and what the Uni- just for a real quick uh, reference, the Unicode Consortium is this nonprofit entity that uh, kind of governs how all computerized writing in the world talks to one another. Uh, it kind of fixes the whole Tower Babel issue uh, for computer language. So once they could standardize that, uh, platforms like iOS, like Android, like even Twitter or Windows, um, they can take that standard and then use it and know, okay, so I use these codes and I'll be able, I'll be able to send this message to one another. Uh, so iOS and Android have for a long time been able to support emojis, at least through some hacks or third-party apps. It wasn't really like native support, especially like, really good native support for emojis didn't hit iOS until iOS 5 in late 2011. And then Android added native emoji support in late 2013 with KitKat with 4.4. Who who decides on new emojis? Is it still the same base group of people or is it, is it Unicode? It's Unicode making the, the kind of decision because they're the, the governing body for the standard. Uh, and the Unicode Consortium, uh, you, anyone can kind of join, uh, as far as I can tell, you just pay the membership fees, but there are various tiers. Uh, a lot of the major companies involved are Adobe, Apple, Google, IBM, Microsoft. And these, these are the people that are looking at user requests, looking at what people are saying on the internet and deciding, these are the emojis we should add this year. And they have like a really interesting formal process that can take two plus years to get anything in. Wait, you said that they are looking at what people are saying on the internet. If Does that mean if I ask for some dumb emoji on a blog post that that might reach Unicode? Yes, let me let me tell you how, how the taco emoji came to came to be. That that might like set the, 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 the idea up pretty easily. If you want, you can go to the Unicode's website and look at the meeting notes, and it's really super fascinating. Things that will make your emoji considered. Change.org positions. Facebook campaigns. Business Insider and BuzzFeed lists. Uh, if you look at the old meeting notes, Taco specifically, uh, which is a new addition to the latest uh, round of Unicode updates, uh, it was specifically taken from a New York mag list, quote, life won't be complete until we get these emojis. Uh, there's also a Taco petition. 
uh, an LA Mag campaign and a Facebook campaign, uh, and even requests into Apple were considered a reason for we should cons- like we should put Taco in there. Um, and so at that point, Unicode's like, well, we kind of want to include it. Let's let's kind of draft it out and see what goes on. And then they start kind of drafting out the base for like how people should interpret this code. So basically, everything we've been led to believe about what doesn't work on the internet is how you get an emoji added to your phone. Chris, if you make a list tomorrow that says the 21 emojis that should be in in my phone, and it's just 21 like red dragons, you might be considered. Can I tell you my favorite Slack feature? Yes, please. So for people who don't use Slack, we should, man, too bad they're not an advertiser because this is one of those Slack advertising <laughs> stories. You can add your own emoji. So what I've done, uh, oh no, I don't know if he listens. Well, we'll find out if he listens to this show. But I've added the CEO of our company as an emoji, but it it's it's his name is Jim Bankoff. It's called Bankoff Party. So it blinks. Oh, his that face. was you. Yeah, and it blinks his face like uh, all sorts of different colors, like he's a he's a glowing rave light. Right. And I, I, I <laughs> that I can do that, which is a thing I probably shouldn't have done, especially if it ever gets back to him or our HR department. That's amazing. That's the gift. That's what the internet was made for. I mean, also you know, in, in disrupting. You know, awful. Right, uh, right, and it, it's 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 kind of like what, how Line has stickers and Facebook Messenger kind of had stickers, um, and that's that's the kind of like that's the good and bad. So Unicode themselves think the longer term solution is it, embeddable graphics that you can send along. Uh, the catch here, though, is um, that's just there's like there's not an infrastructure really in place. Like you can make a Slack icon and it works in Slack, but you can't take that uh, messaging immediately to Hangouts or to Messenger, or to SMS. Like, there still needs to be some kind of system in place to standardize around. That's why it's such a slow and gradual process, because Unicode needs to make sure everything they create in here is decently universal, pending how people actually use the standard. Before we wrap up, I have a very important question for you. Okay. What emoji are currently in your most recently used emoji file? Uh, oh my god, okay. Um, let me see. I'm going to guess, while I load this up, I'm going to guess uh, Smiling Poop and Eggplant are up there. Let's see. All right, emoji. Okay. I have the ever-creepy Soon arrow. I've got the eggplant. I've got various hearts. I've got the Smiling Poop. I've got the party, money wings, and a ghost. That's a solid lineup. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to know mine? I would love to know. Uh, oh, wait, 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 let me guess, let me guess. Okay, go ahead. Heart, hamburger, beer, ghost, poop, and bomb. You got some. Okay. Heart for eyes. Oh. Santa Claus. <laughs> fart, the air, the air that represents fart. Yeah, the little whoosh. Yeah. Uh, flying money, blessed, uh, eggplant, two dancing girls, whale, smiling poop, french fries. Oh my god. Yeah. That's I that's not my best. I feel like I've been using the wrong emoji recently. I look over this and I feel like I should be more creative. Well, get at it. You know, start working on that screenplay of yours. Do some poetry. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Ross, thank you for joining me today for this very strange and sniffly episode of What's Tech. This is perfect. Thank you for having me. 
And thank you for listening.、Uh, and thank you to my producer, John Lagomarsino, who is going to somehow make it sound like I'm not slowly dying as I speak to you,、uh, my wonderful listeners.、Uh, thanks you so much for listening. We are here every、uh, week. Usually, not a day late like we are this time because of, of the sickness.、Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at What's Tech. You can find us on The Verge at TheVerge.com, naturally.、Uh, and you can find us on iTunes. And while you're there, it would do us、uh, tremendous good if you left a review and, and, you know, like five stars. And then, like, oh, hey, Chris, he's so great. Even when he's sick, he's so great. That'd be, that would be like wonderful if you left that review. Uh, and, and if you don't leave that review, you know what? I still really like you because you stick with us through all of this. And thank you to lynda.com. Remember, your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. Visit lynda.com forward slash WT and sign up for a free 10 day trial.、Uh, until next week, we will talk to you later. And hey, you know what? If, uh, if uh, Vox Media CEO Jim Makoff is listening to the show, here is a formal WWE call out. You are welcome to be a guest on this show at any time. The invite has been made.、Uh, this is like Hulk Hogan inviting Sting to the ring. You can be my sting, and everybody can listen to that one day. We'll talk to you later. Bye.